Is mainstream school failing your kids? The pandemic, with all the changes to schooling and daily life, is a moment of opportunity to rethink the educational path that works best for you and for your kids. So the question is, how can we as parents find alternative solutions that aren't necessarily having to do it all ourselves or pay for programs that we can't afford? I'm Jerry Kirk. And I'm Graham Kirk. Join us as we talk with families thriving on their own path We shared practical tips, wins, and challenges they've been through to help you on yours. We interview educational experts and parent entrepreneurs with education solutions for the modern age, so parents wanting a better alternative can make confident, informed choices. Welcome to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. You're ready for change. And so are we. Hey, beautiful people of the internet. Welcome back to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. Today, I'm excited because we're going to tackle a difficult problem that I have yet to really be solved. It's actually one that I'm facing in my own family as well. You see, online learning solutions for students are exploding now, especially over the last couple of years. You know, there's now more choice than ever for families to choose from, which which is a great thing, right? Getting away from just the traditional model of school. But the problem is that word online. You know, we all need connection and, well, you know, chatting through a Zoom screen just frankly isn't the same as face-to-face. It's great to meet people from all over the world, but we all still crave that human touch, that physical presence. And not everything can be done virtually either, right? Like going outdoors or going on a field trip. Many students, like my son David, are drawn to traditional school mainly because, and almost sometimes exclusively because, they offer that in-person experience, you know, sports teams and, and friends. So... Herein lies an opportunity to try to solve this problem. Imagine, what if we could take the best of online learning and marry it with a physical location where kids learn together, where they got that social connection? Well, that's exactly what my guest today is setting out to do. Liz Quain is with Galileo, which is an an innovative online school with a self-directed education model. And it's also the school that my son Graham has attended for the past year. And loving, by the way. Liz is leading an initiative to help students around the globe have the best of both online and in-person learning. She's doing that by building a network of local dojos, or learning centers, and already has dozens of locations around the globe launching soon. So if you would love the best of both worlds for your child, listen in and discover more about Galileo and what they are doing to revelize education. Frankly, this is the future. And you may decide that you want to be a part of the solution too and start a dojo in your area. So let's dive in. Liz, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jerry, for inviting me. It's awesome to be here because we met a year or so ago. A little more It's than... amazing, eh? Yeah. And then yeah. You know, this is when your son was, you were struggling with what to do with your son and you're deciding between Galileo and other options. And so I'm really glad that your family joined us. You know, so you, I hopefully, all the things that I explained to you a year ago came true and, you know, you guys realized what an awesome online platform it is. But yeah, no, I also think that while some kids, like I have, you know, twins like you do, but one of them loves the online only. I mean, I mean, she, I can pull her out of the house and have her go meet people in real life. But the other one really is missing the um, in-person interaction. So I guess this project is partly for her and the other kids who are like her. Well, I guess, yeah, as as parents, when it comes to education, we've all got our own personal motivators for for our kids. Tell us a little bit about, about your family before we get started. 
Yeah, so I'm a solo parent of 12-year-old twin girls, and they used to attend a preschool that I owned outside of Seattle that was part of a, an 8,600 square foot or almost 800 square meter indoor children's play cafe. So I had this crazy business where there was like this healthy foods cafe, a large play area for kids zero to six, and three birthday party rooms, one of which um, was a dance Sounds studio. Like a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was a ballet studio. We also have Spanish classes and Mandarin. And then I had a preschool, a play-based preschool. So my kids attended that. And then they attended kindergarten and the regular public school system and first grade and one of them did fine but the other one has ADHD and so you know she was struggling sitting still in a chair and sitting with you know the other kids during circle time she wanted to walk around the room and touch everything and do her thing I mean imagine yeah exactly be a kid and that's what she had at my business where she was able to play with stuff and play with other kids and draw and do whatever she wanted so anyway it was it was kind of a hard situation I had a couple meetings with 10 people at the school school psychologist and you know all of that they they had done tests with her and she didn't do poorly enough to get an IEP, an individual education plan. But, you know, they wanted her to behave and obey. And they were even thinking about putting a weighted vest on her because they think for ADHD kids, that's good. And I, she wasn't getting any medication at the time. But anyway, so I there was multiple reasons that I pulled my kids school, but that was one of them. And I had wanted to sell my business anyway. And I had heard about the whole world schooling and digital nomad movement. And prior to having kids, I had traveled to 45 countries so it was always a passion of mine throughout my life and so when I discovered five countries I got some catching up to do (laughs) well now (laughs) it's a little little higher because my kids and I are going to new places um a lot we've revisited a lot of (laughs) (laughs) well I meet people who have been to like 90 countries it's crazy Anyway, so it was a big passion of mine. And I always thought someday when my kids are teens, we'll take a gap year. But I I learned from others that younger kids, families with younger kids are traveling, even with babies. So I threw myself into learning everything I could about world schooling and being a digital nomad. And I sold my business. And the first year we traveled around Asia and a little bit of Europe on the proceeds of my business sale. Actually, it did last a while because we were traveling to cheap countries and I was really trying to budget it. But we spent uh, time at world school hubs and... We also went to, you know, Chiang Mai, Thailand and Medellin, Colombia and other digital nomad hotspots. And I would go and go to these events. And sometimes I'd hire a nanny to watch my kids while I was going. But I also met lots of other world schoolers who are also working online or trying to start something like me. So I eventually launched um, a couple products on Amazon and I had, there's pluses and minuses to that type of business. And, and it's just, again, it's great for customer service, but not so much for sellers. And it's just hard when something goes wrong to try to get a human being at Amazon to help you. So I I don't have the personality to keep emailing and getting responded by robots. So I stopped doing that. And I did other kind of digital nomad work. I did teach online for a little bit and I did some sales and marketing consulting, but I fell into Galileo because uh, Daniel Prince is a friend of mine that, you know, we met world schooling in real life. And he was one of the hosts for the 2019 homeschooling global summit. So I was an attendee kind of like you were last year. And I ended up in a zoom meeting with Vlad Stan, the CEO and I said, you know, I have a sales marketing background. I'm a world schooling parent. And he said, oh, we need someone like you on our team. We're launching an online school. And I, you know, when he told me more about it, I, I just knew I had to get involved. So I helped out part-time for a while and then it grew into a full-time position. And I was one of the founding first five, six, seven people. And I helped with everything from community development. You know, we, we took the list from the people who watched the summit and we had a little Facebook community and we would have Zoom meetings and, you know, try to learn more from these homeschoolers about what they wanted. 
wanted. And basically, we learn from the parents and also the experts from the summit to figure out what are the what are the needs, what are the problems, what kind of solutions can we provide, and what are the best ways for people, well, anyone to learn, you know, kids to learn especially. So uh, we launched Galileo. And, you know, basically on, on all the research that we put together, we decided on self-directed learning. And we have this online platform, obviously, that we created. Remember, during the last two summits, Vlad did interview some micro schools, physical in-person micro schools. And then when shortly after my kids joined Galileo, they were one of the first 20 students. I had them in an agile learning center in Playa del Carmen when we were living there for a while. And Vlad asked me, why are you putting your kids in a physical school? We're launching an online school. And I said, well, you know, we we just started. We only have a book club and check-ins. And, you know, we hadn't really launched a lot yet. And I said, I still want my kids to be with other kids in person and play with other kids and learn Spanish and, you know, be immersed in this environment. And, you know, I said, the per- for me, the perfect school is a combination of online and in person. And so he said, that's a great idea. And, you know, we're doing online now, but maybe in the future, not right now, <laughs> maybe in the future. I mean, he was thinking, I think that we would launch micro schools. But that's a huge endeavor, obviously. But you know, he had interviewed people like Acton Academy and Prenda and other physical micro school networks. So we kind of had this idea. And then one of the Galileo parents later on in Portugal, she's from Sweden, and she had kind of a a hub, a homeschooling hub in her house with a bunch of kids, and some of them enrolled in Galileo, and some of them enrolled in some online Swedish program, right? So that was making us think like, oh, wow, people are actually, parents are actually doing this, you know? And then, you know, they're already coming up with their own solutions. Yeah, exactly. And they wanted the kids together for part of the day and then to learn online. And so all of us are kind of having the same idea. And then, as you know, the pandemic happened and the schools were forced to go online. And then some of them started going back to the classroom. So they're doing hybrid too, right? So it's just a good idea. And so when uh, we automated my onboarding director job, you know, because we're a tech company. Liz, maybe just to maybe just to pause for a second, I just want to, for people who are listening, tell us a little bit more about Galileo. I mean, it's clearly, it's been around for a, a couple of years now, but and you mentioned self-directed education. Maybe give us kind of like the 50,000 foot view of what Galileo is all about. So Galileo is an online global self-directed learning program and community. It's not technically a school because we're not accredited, nor do we ever want to be, probably. But we're a, a program and community, and we have students from 8 to 18, and uh, they're from all over the world. We have students in over 30 countries, and um, then we now have staff in over 20 countries. So it's truly a global school. And we strew, we introduce a lot of topics, especially focused on skills of the future, you know, a lot of STEM stuff. We have robotics, virtual reality, three different types of coding classes. I mean, a ton of tech stuff. And then we have a lot of entrepreneurship programs. So we have a gal named Stacy from Canada who has this amazing start your own business program. And she does things like logo design and design thinking and creating a business model canvas. I mean, she really gets kids eight to 18 to start launch. Literally, they are launching businesses through her program. And then we also focus a lot on becoming creators. So whether it's you know, an artist or a podcaster or a YouTuber or creating an audiobook, we have a lot of skills-based creator-oriented courses. They're clubs or they're boot camps. And then also being a global citizen. So we have a global citizen club. We have a change makers club. We have Spanish, Japanese, and soon French. So, you know, those are kind of the skills of the future that we think are important for kids to be ready for the future. And a lot of, we really encourage with the self-directed and project-based 
learning for the kids to know how to learn themselves. So when they're 18 or whenever they're ready to fly out and start something, they won't need to wait for a teacher to tell them how to learn the new thing that's coming, you know, because as we know, we can't predict the future. So we just need our kids to know how to learn, to be adaptive, uh, to be flexible, to be problem solvers, to have 21st century skills, you know, like critical thinking, communication, collaboration, and creativity. So that's kind of what we focus on. And we have lots of, um, we have daily check-ins, which are 30-minute accountability sessions with up to seven kids and an adult facilitator. And that's kind of their daily scrum meeting like they have at tech companies. And the kids, you know, talk about what they did last week, what they're doing this week, what their challenges are, what their struggles are, what their successes are. And then on Fridays, the kids take turns giving a presentation about everything they're learning. And we now are launching soon a a digital timeline. So we're keeping track of all the things kids are doing. Like the recordings of the presentations, we have a list of all the, the graphical list of all the clubs and boot camps and project-based classes that they've completed, all the books that they read during their book club meeting or whatever they sign up for. So yeah, we think that- What's the the main purpose of, of the timeline? To keep track, because a lot of unschoolers and homeschoolers, some are good about keeping track. We don't have a curriculum, right? So, I mean, homeschoolers, I guess, some have a curriculum. It creates their portfolio of learning, in a sense. Yeah, so it's going to be a giant list that is probably overwhelming for a university admissions team, for example. But a condensed version can be a digital portfolio that you can show the university. And that plus, we partner with West River Academy. That's an accredited online global whatever program. They don't teach anything. We do, but West River takes what we, what kids learn in Galileo or at home or wherever, and they put it on their transcripts and they have a separate fee, $3.75 a year minus a $50 coupon from Galileo because we're partners and then $50 for each additional student in your family. And yeah, so at the end, they'll get a high school diploma from West River, which is they have students in over 50 countries. So they're awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly t- tons to cover. And, you know, just for, for people who are listening right now, I actually did have the, the the privilege of interviewing Kelly Davis, who's one of the co-founders of Galileo. One of my earliest interviews, actually, she was part of the launch. And then we did one, a full interview soon after that. So I encourage people to check that out. And I also did a an episode with uh, my son Graham kind of checking in. I think it was last January, kind of halfway through his year and how it was going for him. So encourage people to check those out if they want to dive a little bit deeper into Galileo. And of course, you know, they can check, check out the Galileo website. Today, though, I really want to dive into this this dojo concept because um as you said it's something it's a new initiative at galileo and i think it's it's really trying to tackle it's still one of the pervasive challenges out there which is as you point out you know for a lot of people like we need that physical social connection but yet locally it's often at a disadvantage when it comes to like learning opportunities so i'd love for you to expand a bit more on you know what exactly is a, a dojo in the galileo context yeah, thanks. You know, as I mentioned, Vlad and I were coming up with this concept and we thought we would try an experiment. And we created a web page. We started telling Galileo parents and some of them were like, this is great. My kids are in Galileo. We want to launch a dojo. We want to launch something. We want other kids to come, especially when the pandemic is over. And so and we, we, you know, some of them were at home, like homeschool resource centers. And then we also connected with a Galileo parent who owns a couple of coding academies in Singapore and Tokyo. And then we got connected with somebody who owns um, a makerspace in Romania. So these various people who either had an existing business or who wanted to launch one, we connected with. And so we started meeting with each other on Wednesdays via Zoom. I have two meetings for both both halves of the planet. And they would apply, share with us what they were thinking. We would 
meet with them. And little by little, all together, we kind of figured out what we wanted. And initially, we thought maybe some would start online because of COVID. But the, what we're moving towards is eventually they will either have a physical location, whether it's a commercial space or in their home, if you know their city allows it, or they will at least meet up in person, you know, at a park or museum or, or regularly, like a homeschool co-op does. And then we, it's not mandatory, but the idea is for some or maybe all of the students to also enroll in Galileo. So they'll have access to all of Galileo's online, you know, the check-ins and the clubs and boot camps and the meet your mentors and all the other things that we do. And then they'll be together in person. So some of the dojos are going to open five days a week. Others are going to be one day a week. It's very much up to them how they set up their dojo. And we're using the word dojo because, again, we're... Some of them are self-directed learning centers. Some of them are homeschool resource centers or maker spaces. There's so many different kinds of businesses um, or nonprofits even. And so we just want to have a simple global word. And it means dojo means place of the way or place to find your purpose in Japanese. And we thought it had a beautiful meaning. And obviously, you know of it for martial arts, but people are using it. Software engineers use it when they're working on a group of, you know, a problem solving together and meditation circles will use it. So we like the word and our dojo and Tokyo and our Japanese club, they love it too. So yeah, so we're, these dojos are launching around the world and we have one live in Orlando, Florida in a Galileo parent's house. She has a large house with space in it. She has about 15 kids. She's looking for a commercial space to buy. Hopefully she'll have one by the fall or the winter, but it's up and running. And some of the kids are enrolled in Galileo. She's also running it as an agile learning center. So, you know, they have the meeting of the day and they figure out the week, what they're going to do. And so sometimes the kids are doing Galileo. Other times they're all together doing like Legos or they're outside playing sports or, you know, doing different challenges or they have a Spanish teacher come in teaching them Spanish. So throughout the day from 10 a.m. to 3, it's a mix up. Its own flavor. Yeah. Very much self-directed style. Right. And what the students want, too. So it's a hybrid and it's a mix. And yes, they kind of have the ones who are enrolled in Galileo. The dojo founder has to kind of work around that person's schedule because they might need to grab their laptop and their headphones and go find a quiet space to do their Galileo thing. And then the other kids will do whatever they want. And so some of them are, you know, really into tech stuff and entrepreneurship like Galileo. Others are the complete opposite. They're into being outside in nature and permaculture and doing yoga and, you know, totally surfing and totally different things than what you could do in Galileo. So a lot of hands-on group activities where you can roll up your sleeves and cook and bake and dig in the garden. And, or some of them are taking things that the kids learn at Galileo, like maybe a bunch of the kids are in the 3D modeling class and they have a 3D printed there at the, at the makerspace, they can continue their work with the help of the dojo facilitator or like the things that um, the kids are learning from the entrepreneurship course that Stacy teaches, they can continue at the dojo. And we're also launching on-demand courses soon. And one of them is going to be Stacy's Start Your Own Business on-demand course pre-recorded. So maybe they can also participate in that and start like making a real business in their hometown. So super tons of ideas um, for us to collaborate with them. And we're basically running, they're running as their own business or nonprofit. And then Galileo runs together and we partner. So it's not a franchise. There's not like a giant fee. There's no fee to start up with us. There in the future will be a small 
be with some transactions that we're creating a dojo page for each dojo where it's kind of like Airbnb. You know, we'll have a nice page, we'll promote them. We also have a world school with Galileo and local dojos website up. And so people are now wanting to travel and go to the dojo. So they're going to meet with us. I'm the first concierge and I will help them figure out where in the world to go, you know, depending on what the family's interests and goals and budget is. And then we can recommend, you know, kind of like a travel agent, but we're not going to book their travel, but we'll say, Hey, you should go to this Jojo in Slovakia and then jump down to this one in Spain and then go over to the one, this one in Wales, you know, if you want to do a tour around Europe and the dojos will also be very welcoming to these world schooling families and, you know, recommend which Airbnbs they should stay at and, you you know, other stuff. So that's basically the concept. And we've got more opening in the fall. And I just got a dozen more applications because we did an email blast. So hopefully 4050 open within the next year, crossing fingers, if not more. So yeah, so obviously, you know, it's still early days and, and lots of experimenting, right? But on something that's, uh, like I said, has been a difficult nut to crack. So for a parent who might be interested, then from a cost perspective, then they're looking at, you know, joining Galileo, whatever, you know, Galileo is charging for their program. And then if they want to be in a local dojo, that would be a totally separate transaction, depending on whatever the, the dojo wants to, to charge for that. Is that essentially how it works? So yeah, I think the tuition is going to vary on the dojo. Um, Galileo has a $300 a month tuition or $2,000 a year. And most families start with us on a month to month basis. And then you know, after a month or two after they know they love it, they will upgrade to the annual because you save, obviously. And then for the dojos, they'll also have a monthly tuition and perhaps an annual. They Some of them might even have a daily drop-in rate. I mean, it kind of depends on the dojo. But some of them, you know, because they're located in, you know, low cost of living countries, they're not going to be too expensive. The one in Puerto Aventuras, which is south of Playa del Carmen. She's only going to be open one day a week on Fridays at a really cool outdoor location with animals. And I think there's some covering the rain and she has another place in case of rain. But she's only charging $50 a month for once a week. So that's pretty good. And then, you know, the ones in Eastern Europe or maybe upstate New York, because it's a, a nonprofit self-directed learning center. I mean, that's going to be more like one, two, three, four hundred dollars a month. And I'm imagining the ones in Tokyo and Singapore are going to be more just because the cost of living there is really high and the rents are high. And so there's a lot. There's basically a, a dojo for every budget. I'm even talking to a woman in Mallorca who her organization is buying a former luxury finca owned by a sheik. It has 80 bedrooms, you know, so I'm sure that's going to be kind of spendy because it's going to be a B&B plus a dojo. Again, I just met with her, so we know we don't know if this one's going to happen, but and the budget, you have to be pretty well off, I think, to go to her dojo. But <laughs> there's something for everyone, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of variety, but I guess at the end of the day, it comes down to, is there one where you are? And so for, you know, for those who say aren't world schoolers and it's like, oh, that's, this seems like a cool idea. What would you say to them? Like, yeah, I like, I like the idea. I don't know if there's one in my, in my area, but if there isn't one, what would you suggest? To yeah, them? so they can launch one themselves or they can help me find the right place, whether it's an existing self-directed learning center or a makerspace or think about all those after school kind of places, the art places. If you know of somebody, some educational entrepreneur that has a space or if you want to launch one yourself, get in touch with me. You know, we have it, we have it on our website. If you get a layoxp.com, click on dojos at the top of the 
webpage and you'll see all about it and there's an application at the bottom. So we we basically want to partner with forward thinking entrepreneurs to partner with and you know we do want at least for a full-time dojo we want it to be focused on self-directed education because it'd be weird for kind of the forced curriculum thing to be going on while we're encouraging the kids to do self-directed with Galileo. So we need to be aligned philosophically in that way. Yeah it should be an extension of what they're experiencing on the in the virtual yeah. space. Or again I mean we're thinking in the future to have these on-demand courses and perhaps our boot camps will, will become in real life. So there might be partnerships there for after school, you know, for regular traditional school people. So we're looking for all different types of partnerships. And so, yeah, so reach out to me. I have a YouTube video you can watch. There's a bunch of videos and websites that you can look over. And it's nice because I, when I launched my Children's Play Cafe, I did network with other play business owners in other parts of the US and other countries, but it's really hard to launch something by yourself. So it's really nice to be part of a network. So we have all these other dojos and we meet on a regular basis and we help each other and we have a platform where we're chatting right. with each sure other. That supportive community and, and hopefully, you know, Galileo as a as an online brand and a, and a presence can also help to, you know, attract. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're spreading the word. We're spreading the word worldwide. For the first 20 dojos, we're going to do extra marketing. You know, we'll run some Facebook ads and do some PR in the local community. But, you know, I, I would love a dojo in every major city in the world that has at least kids who speak English because you kind of do need to be somewhat fluent in English to join Galileo or not because we also have these dojos where the kids don't and the world schooler is going to come and maybe learn their language while they're there you know so again we also you you either need to have homeschooling be legal or you need to be able to get your own private license so we are talking to a couple people in Germany where homeschooling is not legal and they will have to get a private school license and they do have alternative schools in Germany so it just takes longer to get their situation up and running but yeah so we just want to partner with different people because we want to give more kids around the world this option of pulling out of the antiquated traditional school system that is not preparing them for the future and Galileo plus our dojos are especially in combination and we think that our kids will be happier hanging out with other kids and learning and then jumping on Galileo once in a while and learning that way so if you want to be somebody who helps us make this change in the world definitely get in touch with me and you know so some of it you can start off on a shoestring we have somebody who's going to be starting in a co-working space we also are asking that we can ask the families if they want to prepay some tuition and you know help get this dojo started so yeah you can do like a little crowdfunding if you want to get some you know capital for or you can get investors but you know if you need something for renovations or for supplies others have lots of capital and they're going to buy a building and they're going to you know we have one that has they're putting in a swimming pool and they're making it really nice and, and there's uh, an American who who just moved to Portugal a, a while ago but she bought a finca in a town and upstairs she and her family are living upstairs downstairs is going to be the dojo there's a giant garden she's putting in a swimming pool and I'm really hoping to go there soon as soon as she opens <laughs> yeah I was going to say have a mandatory check-in on visit on that one <laughs> yes Exactly. There's all types. There's all sorts. We're talking to some people in India who already have like an education business going and they really like the idea of adding Galileo to the mix. So it sounds like, you know, right now it's it's really for entrepreneurs who kind of want to be more on the pioneering side. You want to try something new or or it could be something that's already in existence, like a, a micro school or, or an agile learning center or something that's already got some some momentum in place that then wants to then you know integrate with what Galileo can can offer. 
Yeah, and these are supposed to be fairly small. I mean, unless you want a super dojo, but again, you can, you might be able to run it out of your home if your local authorities allow that, or it could be a big space. And we can have these in every neighborhood all around the world. And so the option is, I think a lot of people put their kids in public school or private schools or international schools, wherever they live, because they don't know any other option, you know? And there's alternative schools popping up and we think this is a really good model. You know, I think that one thing that we can offer these dojos, these self-directed learning centers is, you know, we have access, the students and they will have access to a, a global network of educators and, you know, basically all these master classes and all these different topics that, you know, they probably cannot replicate in their town or even their city, even if they're in a big city. It would be really difficult to do that. And as Galileo grows, we're going to get more and more specialty type learning experiences for those kids who are really into rocket engineering or whatever, you know, maybe not all the kids want to learn that, but you know, a handful of kids around the world want to learn that. And we can yeah, help absolutely. with that being online. Right. Yeah. And then they get to meet other kids who have this similar interest. So. Yes. And another thing is these entrepreneurial educators can pitch to us to lead a learning, a live learning experience or record an on-demand course and they can make money that way too. So it kind of goes two ways. You know, there's so much going on in the education space right now. So it's really a time of, of innovation, experimenting and one of the things about COVID is it really has created a lot of demand, as you know, and interest in finding other options. So I think it's really cool what, what you're doing with Galileo with this whole, you know, dojo experiment and it's exciting to, to see where it goes. I would imagine, you know, as I'm thinking too, one of the things that would make it successful is just like, like I'm thinking of like my kids who are teens, you know, they would probably want at least some other kids around their age. So there's probably, there's got to be like a, there's like a, a bar that you sort of have to at least get to, you know, if you've got a dozen kids and they're all, you know. 12 years and under and you're 15 then no no some of our dojos are focusing on tweens and teens only and some are going to focus on younger kids each dojo can create what they want and cater to who they want to you know i mean as long as you know nobody's discriminating against um, people on and various areas but yeah if you want to focus on technology teens and technology or younger kids and art um, you can create it awesome so anything else to want to share with parents just to wrap up here today yeah, well, again, I, I guess this project I'm spearheading because selfishly I want it for myself and my kids. And we plan to head to Europe in the fall and start hopping around and other parts of the world to visit the dojos. So I will be taking lots of pictures and videos and sharing it on social media and, you know, basically promoting this lifestyle of, of world schooling with Galileo and our local dojos. And we do think this is the best way to learn. And again, you don't have to be rich to the, do this lifestyle. It's cheaper often for me to live travel around the world with my kids than to live in my home country of the U.S., which is the Seattle area is pretty spendy. And so it's it's doable, you know, whether you're stationary or world schooling. We think these dojos are, you know, going to really help a lot of kids around the world and, you know, really help the, the parents too who don't really know what to do with their kids. Like, you know, they, they don't feel comfortable with traditional system anymore or maybe the private schools are really expensive because I do think our dojos, even in combination with Galileo, will be more affordable than the local private school. And they're getting, I think, a better education, a world-class education and learning skills for the future, not just listening to a bunch of lectures and reading a bunch of books. And 90% of that they're going to forget anyway as soon as they finish the exam. So what's the whole point of learning that way? So yeah. well, you certainly, I think... Yeah, like I think you're certainly opening up the door, you know, to for another options for families is if those who 
would love to, to travel making that, that easier, you know, creating that support structure in place. Yeah. yeah or if that's... you're stationary, you know, I mean, we have one opening up in Austin, which is going to be an awesome city for a dojo because they're so entrepreneur and tech focused and a lot of forward thinking families in Austin. So, you know, all the cities and small towns in the world. I mean, this is a nice thing because of COVID, a lot of people are moving to the small towns, to rural areas. And, you know, because of the internet, they can have Galileo and then they can create a dojo and get the neighborhood you know whatever kids in their 10 mile radius or whatever it is to come to the yeah dojo. for sure so this these can pop up everywhere yeah so i'd say for you know for those who are listening out there you know we'll have a link in in the show notes but if this particularly if the dojo concept interests you you know, to sign up just to stay in in the loop as you know more dojos come on board or you know if you want to perhaps look at starting one in, in your own town it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be overly complicated there's a lot of people who can help you figure that out or help you find someone else uh, locally who can figure that out but uh yeah now's the time for you know education to evolve and adapt and uh i think this is a great uh, a great option for a lot of families so um, yes and some dojos are launching it and hiring a facilitator to run the day-to-day so that's an option too absolutely awesome so liz again where, where can people go to find out more about gallo and uh, and dojos yeah, so our website is GalileoXP.com. And then uh, if you click on the, the word dojos at the top of the page, that is info on how to launch a dojo. If you scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, you'll see um, something that says level up with us and you'll see unschool Galileo or world school with Galileo. So click on world school with Galileo and that'll take you to a mini website. And there is a list of dojos and locations that are working towards opening hopefully in the next six months and you can join an email list to be notified of when they open and are accepting students awesome thanks liz it's, it's really exciting to see what's what's going on with galileo what's going on in the world and thank you for all that you're doing for so many families you know obviously your own included yeah as a father of, of someone attending galileo um, i'm really grateful uh, for the opportunity he's had and we've had to uh, be on this journey Yeah, it's been great having your family participate and thank you for spreading the word because we need more innovative families to join us and more innovative entrepreneurial educators to join and help make this happen. Awesome. All right. Take care, Liz. Thank you.